Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this week we're going to talk about this interview between Andrew Tate and David Sucliffe, who is a therapist facilitator. You see it there, and I may be a little bit critical of Andrew Tate here, as most people are, but I'm, you know, it's coming from a different place. I think the, you know, a lot of people criticize uh, Tate for being too masculine, uh, something along those lines, right? But I think the real problem is, is, is made evident in the first few minutes of this of this interview is that the, the yeah the real problem is is andrew tate is not masculine enough let's see what i mean by this podcast ever people seem to be very interested in that side of me so perhaps uh, it can be a good conversation does it make you nervous that there may be things that you don't know about yourself that i'm going to try to reveal to you i know everything about myself my <laughs> you, know, you know everything about yourself i believe that i have a intimate grasp of all the things about myself which matter which allow me to compete Right. So there may be things I don't know, but I'm not sure if I particularly need them. So I'm not that interested. Right. What's, what's useful is more important than what's true. Absolutely. Right. And you've developed a framework of thinking about yourself. Yeah. What's useful is more important than what's true. That's what we're going to be talking about. Let's see how they elaborate on that. Thinking about reality that's been incredibly effective for you. Completely. Right. What's useful is more, you nailed it. What's useful is more important than what's true. This is an uh, old argument of mine, but I think we discussed it in the last podcast, yeah. and I'll say it again. When I say I don't believe in depression, nobody convinced me to can convince me to believe in depression. That's not a matter of discussing whether depression is real or not. That's a matter of me accepting that my mental model for going through life is more, com is more effective if I don't believe I can become a depressed person. Yeah. I don't believe in depression, so I can't be depressed, so that allows me to be more effective. It's not a matter of sitting there going, well, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't. Right, so he doesn't care about what's real. He doesn't care about what's true. He only cares about what is useful to him. You know, Andrew Tate's been very critical of the psychology establishment, as am I, and we have a lot of overlap and a lot, a lot of agreement there. Uh, and he seems to be going against the psychology establishment by saying that depression doesn't exist. But in fact, he agrees with their fundamental conflation. That fundamental conflation is if depression does exist, then, you know, the, the implication there is then it's an excuse for poor behavior. Right? He, he takes their conflation and because he doesn't really think about it or maybe can't think about it, I don't know. He, he accepts that and says, okay, well then depression uh, doesn't exist. And maybe it does exist. Maybe it's true, but I don't care. It's just not useful for me. It's not what I want to believe. It doesn't make me feel good to believe that. So I'm not going to believe it. This is woman logic, colloquially known as chick logic. If you think that's a denigration of women or chicks, or if you think saying chicks is the denigration of women, your, your misogyny runs so deep, you don't even see it anymore. It's okay for women to think this way. It's okay for women to have beliefs that make them feel true, that are true within their certain social milieu, because that's what women are, right? They're the, the glue. The, the women are the glue of society. So that's very adaptive to them. They, their brains work by making associations. Men, uh, men's brains work by uh, <clears throat> achieving goals. So he is adopting, because he can't really dissect what the APA psychology establishment says about depression, because he, I don't know, doesn't have the intelligence to do that, he ends up succumbing to a very woman kind of logic. 
continue. I don't believe in it, so I can't catch it. You shape your own reality through the conviction of your thoughts, your beliefs, and the words that you use. Why else would you adopt any kind of mindset unless it's designed specifically to make you competitive and make you win? You install the software in your mind, right? So if I'm going to... It's just funny, and I may bring this up later, but his goal is to be competitive and to win. I mean, this sounds like a caricature. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, but, but <laughs> he talks about competition a lot. Okay. Software in my mind. Well, I've tried very hard to create it. Right. Because wasn't it installed by your upbringing? Wasn't it installed by your uh, mother and your father in some way? Good question. Before you were conscious, while you were just a developing child, like something got programmed into your psyche that has to have an impact on you. And those things can't necessarily... But by the way, David Sukley, he, he's an act, he was an actor. He, pl he played Rory's dad in Gilmore Girls. Oh, not that I ever watched that show, I swear. But it's just crazy. I, I've been following him on Twitter for a while. I had no idea. But when you hear him talk, you think, oh, yeah, that's Rory's dad. I, by the way, that's a character. You know, uh, no denigration of David Sukley, but that's a character who just has lots of problems due to poor writing. That Say that for another video. Necessarily be known because you were such a young age. Absolutely. We're all programmed to some degree. I agree with you on this so far. <laughs> I don't think anybody can escape programming, whether it's society, whether it's a television show, whether it's the people around you, peer pressure, whether it's a religion. We're all programmed to some degree. That's absolutely not really true. What I have done and what I think most people do not do is heavily analyze why I hold the beliefs I hold, mm -hmm. why, I, why they help me. Mm -hmm. if, I don't, if I don't hold the belief personally or if I didn't learn it from personal experience, I know where it came from, who tried to teach me that whether their intentions for me were good or bad. And I've tried very hard to have my mindset rigidly. I mean, do you, do you see what he's saying here? I mean, this is absolutely bonkers when you, when you think of it. So he doesn't care if something is real, if it can potentially take away power away from him. I mean, that's what he's saying. The truth could potentially take away power from me. He agrees that it, that depression may be true, but if that is true, it will take away power from him. The truth can hurt him. Reality hurts him. It could. So he just avoids reality and develops beliefs that he wants to be true because they help him win and compete. But by the way, how do you determine whether, a, uh, w whether you're winning or competing well? At some point, you have to reference reality, but he never does that. It's just about a belief that he wants to be true because he wants it to be true for no other reason than he wants it to be true. Where does this belief come from? Well, this comes from a belief. Where does that belief come from? Another belief. It's just this infinite regress problem if you never <laughs> reference reality. Yes, masculinity is consciousness. Of course it is. And, you know, by judging by this, you know, Tate has a stupendous consciousness. But it's consciousness is nothing. It's just masturbation when there's no reference in reality, when it's a consciousness totally devoid of reality, or when you think that reality could possibly hurt you. I mean, th the foundation of confidence, I'm sure you guys know, is reality confrontation. Can you confront the facts of reality as they are? He doesn't do that. Well, that, that could be scary. That could take away power from me. Of course it doesn't, by the way. You know, of course depression is real. Does this take away power from you at all? No, it's not an excuse. Just because it's real doesn't make it an excuse for poor behavior. And the truth is when you look at depression, when you're not afraid of reality and you look at depression for what it really is and analyze it, 
sorry, yeah, get analytical about it and break down depression to what it must be if it is to exist, then that gives you all the information you need to to uh, to overcome it, to work with it, even if you don't get rid of it, to laugh at it and not let it ruin your life, actually but let it invigorate your personality, give you a personality so you don't just come off like like some some caricature of of what um, well we'll talk about it analyzed and make sure that it's put together in a way which benefits me completely and absolutely and i do not believe in things that yeah how, how do how do you know it benefits you completely and absolutely because you believe it at some point you have to reference reality I, infinite regress i think i said that take away power from me right. i ref, i refuse to do that i would oh did i miss the point okay well he just said yeah i refuse to believe in things that take away power from me implicating that yeah the uh, the truth could take away power from him. I I mean it, it, this is going to set up uh, a long a long chain of avoidance. Um, anyway, rather say that they are not real, and people will sit here. And I would rather say they're not real because that makes me feel better. Again, this is woman logic. It's okay for women to, to believe like this, to think like this. In fact, it's necessary. We need it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Just be honest about what you're doing. Be honest about what you're doing and, and don't, don't just don't try to, to be this, this ultra masculine guy. Yeah. You have the trappings of, of masculinity and obviously like you're cooler than I am and, you have cooler cars. I mean, I drive a, a lame, <laughs> I drive a lame Volvo, uh, and you could beat me up, of course. And yeah, but, but you're not fundamentally, you're just not masculine because you can't, you can't look at what you're really saying. You, you, I argue know. to the end of time that they are real, but they're not real in my world. And I live inside of my mind. So even if you throw, I mean, listen to what he's saying. I mean, I know later on, and I mean, this is incredible to me. I, I know I saw other clips of this online. I know later on in this interview, he says some things that, you know, uh, contradicts what he's saying here. You know, he talks about how fear and anger can be useful. And, you know, he, he admits that he's afraid and he gets angry and it's all, you know, he says some good things, but also he says this. So at best, this guy is just a hodgepodge of of things that sound, that feel true to him that that he wants to be true regardless of you know whether they're actually true <sighs> i mean a romanian dungeon the idea that i become a depressed person is not a framework that my mind works within so i can't become depressed i can feel a little bit sad sure i can feel depressed but i can't be depressed they're very different things so that's okay so that that's where we're coming from here i mean right, what's the problem with this you can't be confident if you have the belief that truth takes away your power. And I don't want you to obviously uh, not have that belief because it's not useful to you, but it, it's simply not true. It's simply not true. He's so concerned with beliefs that may hurt him in some way. There's clearly some avoidance of reality here. That is, that is fundamentally not masculine. That is fun. I, I'm not even going to say it's feminine because I, you know, there's a positive connotation to, to femininity, e even in the context of being a man, you know, that's all about anima integration. I mean, but this is, 
um, that this is fundamentally woman-ish, which is very healthy for, for women. I mean, it's like breastfeeding, <laughs> right? Like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with breastfeeding. But if you're a guy who's breastfeeding, I, I, I question the extent that you're a guy. And it's the same thing with I believe it to be true because I want it to be true. Because it helps me. It helps me to win. I mean, how is this different from a, you know, I mean, I guess this isn't Andrew Tate's main issue or main beef maybe, but how is this fundamentally different from uh, some woke person, uh, you know, and the, uh, the final iteration of the woke movement, which is the transgender thing. You're born a man, but you believe, believe to be, you believe that you're a woman because it feels true to you. Because it's useful to you in some way. Therefore, you're going to believe you're a woman. And by the way, I, I think because of the lack of the aforementioned anime integration, I think for a lot of men, believing that they're women could, you could argue that it's useful for a time. Now, hopefully you don't cut your penis off in that time, but you could argue that it is useful to walk around in women's panties for a bit. You know, I don't know. I could see that argument. Doesn't mean you're a woman, of course. But you could argue that it's useful. So how is his mindset any different? How is this belief, how is this worldview, how is this interaction with reality or lack thereof any different than these SJW uh, woke people that he, you know, probably criticizes? And this, you just fundamentally can't be confident because in the back of your mind, you know, you're not confident because... You know, it's just a belief. It's just a belief that you have. And it may work for a while, but eventually there's going to be some challenge that kind of takes you off your, your rocker. And that's when it, it, all this, I mean, that's when being masculinity really, or being masculine is really going to matter the most. When, when everything that you believe is taken out from under you. I mean, then what are you? Because then you're just a consciousness in reality. And can you be okay with that without your beliefs? You know, a little bit ago, maybe a month or so ago, there's this religious guy on Twitter. It showed up in my feed of him. Uh, I guess he took an edible one night. And, you know, he stayed up until the like 3 a.m., the wee hours of the morning on like some, you know, on the internet searching whether the, the devil or whether Satan was real or something to that extent. And his takeaway is, oh man, edibles are crazy. I can't believe people are on them. There's something wrong with the edible. I just took one edible and I ended up at 3 a.m. on the internet, you know, searching Lucifer and all this stuff and the Illuminati and, and you know, what am I even made of? And he was like had, having a panic attack, of course. That's, that's what it sounds like. And um, his takeaway is, oh, drugs are bad. And anybody who takes drugs, like he made, but who was so uncomfortable, I just taken one stupid edible that his way to distract himself from that discomfort, not to face it and go, Whoa, all I had to do was take one edible that like 16 year olds take all the time. And I started to freak out. What's what's wrong with me? No, that wasn't his takeaway. His takeaway was, Oh, anybody who takes an edible, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Everybody else is wrong. It's like, yeah, that's the point of drugs. Initiation rights. I mean, not every initiation, right? In indigenous tribes you know in the primitive tribes throughout the world that have existed and still exist today at least part of their uh, that initiation right is taking a large amount of psychedelics a heroic dose as it's called because what happens when you take a, a heroic dose of psychedelics 
is <laughs> your beliefs are totally wiped out. You, you you realize like, oh, this belief that I have that I, I just have because it feels true for me and I, and I can fit in this community, you're at least more able to see the BS behind that. Right? That's why it's called the bone ceremony. You take enough drugs until you rise above your body. You look back at your bones, at what you are fundamentally, and I would argue symbolically the structure of your psyche. And you go, well, what am I really? What am I really without all my dumb beliefs that I believe for no other reason than it feels true for me, than it works for me? How do I, you know, there's a whole, whole epistemology. I mean, it's parasitic epistemologically pragmatism because well, how do you know that it works? At, at some point, you have to get to a, some kind of truth. But uh, yeah, it just leads to avoidance, right? And I think that's as far as I wanted to go with this. I, you know, it's just... <laughs> Tate's version of masculinity, like to, to me, and maybe I'm just a big wuss, I don't know. But it just seems like it's, again, like I was saying before, a caricature. It, it's like he is opposed himself against, we'll just call it Marxism, like this new world order Marxism thing that's going on. But he is exactly their view of what masculinity is. It's like, you know what Andrew Tate is? Yeah, that's what he is. He is as if, I'm not saying this is literally what's happening, but he is as if a Marxist or some woke person had to write a TV script of it and a character in that in that script in that sitcom or whatever that that show is this evil guy is this evil masculine guy they would write a, a character like Andrew Tate because they come from the same worldview he just takes an opposite belief because it works for him yeah I mean that that's what oh, <laughs> that's what it is he, he's like a <laughs> that's what he, that's what Andrew Tate is. He is a villain from <laughs> from Captain Planet. And remember those uh, villains from Captain Planet? I mean, they, they were anthropomorphized pigs. They they that the guy who was burning down the rainforest. He 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 had a snout like a pig. Like it just didn't make sense. And that's what Andrew Tate is. Like his view of masculinity doesn't make sense. There's something just not just off, right? Is this just me? I mean, for these aforementioned reasons. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it to be true because I want it to be true. Um, but look, I understand why you want to follow Tate and what he says. Uh, it's basically just reheated self-help. Uh, although you know that being said, if your choice was to follow uh, therapists or psychologists who are part of the establishment, the EPA establishment, or follow Andrew Tate, I, you know, I would say to, to follow Andrew Tate, of course, but, uh, you know, th there's a different way. It's okay. You can admit that depression is real and you may be depressed. Uh, and you may even benefit from, uh, drugs that help with depression. Maybe it might be worth, uh, figuring out, but it's not an excuse. Right, it's not an excuse for for poor behavior, um, and I think when you create this this attitude that like, oh, I just gotta work on my beliefs and audit my beliefs, and yeah, I don't know what's true in reality. I don't care what's true in reality, but I care about what's true in people's intentions and what they talk. I could go on. I'm gonna stop there. Uh, is um.
Is Andrew Tate a misogynist? Well, if he is a misogynist, then he hates himself because he has these fundamental parts of him that even though he could beat me up and he has these trappings of masculinity, his, his car is cooler than my car. He's just fundamentally a woman. Um, and uh, I, you know, I definitely wouldn't want... Uh, man. I mean, you know, I, I just think of me being 15. You know, you know, thankfully, my role models when I was 15 were Beavis and Butthead because they, they were at least out in the world confronting reality. And yeah, they, they had to glue uh, pubes to their face so, so they had facial hair to give them confidence to go talk to women, but at least they were out there in the world talking uh, to women. And if this works for you, great. Like if this works for you, I don't. I don't know. Like, just continue to do it. But if it doesn't work, and and you realize you're just beating your head against the wall trying to change your beliefs, but you still seem to be acting on these old program beliefs, as David Sucleaf was talking about there, then look, there's another way. Like I always say to guys, like try mindset and self help. Maybe that'll help you. But if that doesn't help, does that mean there's something wrong with you? Yeah. I just want you to know that if that doesn't help, that's right. I just want you to know that if that doesn't help, that doesn't mean that there is something wrong with you. There's really something wrong with uh, self-help and mindset. And uh, I think if uh, most of us are being honest with ourselves, eventually we get to a point where we realize I, I just can't create my own beliefs. I have to look at the psychological processes that go on that lead to my beliefs and how my relationship with reality creates those psychological processes and vice versa. And that's what we need to look at. Um, and that's what I can help you with. I mean, we do free consultations and I was going to say, yeah, uh, animus empire is no longer, well, it's still up, but it's just going to redirect very shortly to the new website, uh, which is just redesigned and a new URL, which is join animus, join animus.com slash schedule. We do free consultations. Thank you guys. And remember that when you look at Andrew Tate and you're just like, this guy doesn't seem real. And then you wonder, is is he too masculine? Is that the problem? Is he just too masculine? No, the real problem is, is he simply is not masculine enough.